Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Welcome in Jaguars Drive Time. It is Wednesday morning. Ashlyn Sullivan, Brian Sexton, and John Osier here with you. A lot going on this week. This will be our only show this week as we get ready for a hurricane to come here to Florida. There's also a football game on Sunday, a big one at that against the Philadelphia Eagles as the Jaguars will travel like normal to Philly on Saturday. So let's bring in Adam Kaplan, who covers the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly and has a multitude of shows all over the NFL and NFL Insider. Adam, good morning. Thank you for joining us. You guys, good to talk to you. Looking forward to a Sunday's game. Yes, absolutely. And this game all of a sudden is way more interesting than it was about a month ago. I see fans clamoring on Twitter that they want this game flexed to Sunday night football. It is crazy (laughs) how all of a sudden how big this game is. I know the Jaguars, this is their true test against a very healthy team. How do the Eagles view this game? Well, look, it's a non-conference game. The first three games were in conference. Uh, One in division, uh, the other two... uh, in another division, the, the NFC North, but it's it's the home come for Doug Peterson. And I know the big debate here in sports radio is, will they boo Doug Peterson and the fans? I'm like, no, they won't. Look, you can't control people. Major- almost all the fans love Doug. Why? In addition to them bringing the Eagles their only Super Bowl win they've ever had, just very well liked. And as you guys know, there in that market, good guy. Everybody likes being around him. He's very very accessible to the media, and he. The guy's a good football coach, and he's developed a lot of players over the years. So, no, it, it, people are looking forward to it. The only problem is, you, you, you know, again, it's 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 not a divisional game. You, you worry about these trap games. And the other thing, it's the the, the forecast for Sunday. It's going to start. We're getting the the residual effects of the hurricane. We're going to get rain starting Saturday, and it looks like it's going to rain all through Tuesday. So that you know, put the damper on, and it's a 1 p.m. Eastern game. But I look forward to seeing it just just from a matchup standpoint. Brian and I were together, Brian Sex and I were together for training camp, and we were talking about this. You know, the, the Jaguars are so talented, and, and they're so young. I just thought it would take at least two years for them to get where they're at now, and I know it's only three games, but you know what? They're off to a phenomenal start. Adam, you just you answered my question. I was going to say, when, when you were here, and, and for folks who don't, who don't recognize this, other than Pete Prisco, Adam Kaplan is the guy who is consistently here during training camp to get a good look at this team. Um, and Adam, when you were here, did you see this team? So let me just ask it kind of in a different way so you can go more in depth. Yeah. Did you see the makings of something that Doug Peterson, who you know well, could translate into success this year? Well, here's what I did know. It, offensively, it's going to be the, you know, I, I think I told you when I saw you, it, it's going to be, and it was based on what I had been told and what I saw that day. It's going to look, the offense in particular, is going to look much like a 16-17 team, where it's a spread, there are a lot of three receiver sets, not a lot of heavy packages, and for Doug's offense to be well, they have to be better off on the offensive line, where they obviously have been a major disappointment for several years, where they spent a lot of money, spent money, they spent draft pick capital, and it just had not worked out like they thought, but so far so good, the offensive line's holding up. Uh, his sheriff is obviously an upgrade at, at right guard, and Christian Kirk has been a story. I mean, it's funny, Brian. The day that I was there, you know, I I, I do it basically. I go to about eighteen to twenty teams. I see, and I just remember thinking, "Wow, they're really moving Christian Kirk as a Z receiver everywhere. This could be interesting." And Kirk's been a great story. No one's talking about his contract anymore. He's been great. <laughs> Adam, uh, sort of a simplistic question, but 
I'm not sure that the Eagles are a team that everybody nationally has followed. Uh, I think people knew they were good late last year, but why is this team good? In a nutshell, what are they doing right? What makes them a threat? John, I, I think when you look at Philly, okay, so you, you ask the question, what are they doing right? And this has been, there are not a lot of teams that do it this way, but it's the right way from talking to general managers over the years. This is the way you should always do it. It starts up front. The Eagles have believed, really, since Joe Banner, the former president, got in there in 94, Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, who still owns the team. Joe's retired now, mostly, though he consults. But they, they have this philosophy based on the information that they gather that it starts up front. You must be great on the offensive and defensive lines. I cannot remember, John, a time in my, during my, my tenure of covering the NFL, and now this is my 20th year, and covering this team locally in Philly because I live in the area, I don't recall a time where they were not very good in the offensive line. So if you get it right on the offensive-defensive lines, you're, you're 50% of the way there. But they had improved receiver. They were dreadful two years ago. They had one of the worst receiver cores in the NFL two years ago. Now they have one of the best. They have a quarterback who's been protected and has been very accurate. Hurts thrown for about 67% completion rate, dynamic with his legs, super coachable, high-character kid, coach's son. He's doing well. They had nine sacks against, ironically, first of the two revenge games. They've got Peterson this week and Wentz last week. They sacked Wentz nine times. It seemed like it was 20. And Wentz played a bad game overall because he held, held on the ball too long. They couldn't protect him. And, you know, another position where they were not very good for years as a corner. Now they're very good at corner. They made the big trade for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson before the season started. He's learning, he's learning the defense you know, on, on the run here, but he's doing better. And they're running the ball fairly well. They've got a tight end, by the way. Dallas Goddard was a guy, the, the, in the 18 draft, I'm told, the Jaguars probably would have drafted him if certain things worked out. So you look at everything. They don't really have a weakness, which is almost hard to believe, other than special teams returns are not very good. Uh, the punter is inconsistent. The kicker's good. That's it. Special teams have to be better. And I know it's kind of fans here, John, are getting on the – the team for not scoring in the second half. Like they, they've only scored in one quarter out of, uh, out of six in the second half. But, folks, here's the thing. The point differential is the best in the National Football League, I think, or top two at least, in point differential in the first half. That's why, that's why they're not scoring in the second half. They have no urgency to score. That's kind of the way it's been. That's a nice problem to have. And you mentioned that yeah. offensive and defensive line. The Jaguars feel like that's their strong suit as well right now. So when you look at these matchups on Sunday, what's the one that really stands out with this Jaguars and Eagles game? I'm just, you know, when you talk about the Jaguars, I, and the thing, you just don't know this because you, you, you have a new coach who's staff, new schemes and offense and defense. And Mike Caldwell is a, a, new, is a new defensive coordinator, but he comes from the – Todd Ball's coaching tree, so you know they're going to be aggressive in blitz. But what has shocked me is how quickly, now I know they're very young, but how they've all come together with this new staff, particularly defensively. You've got a new scheme. They're very young, which is good. They're so talented. Trayvon Walker's well ahead of schedule. It's just that it's all coming together. It, it, I just didn't see this. I, I didn't think it would happen this soon. And the great thing, folks, is that, look, they're in, they're in the worst division of football, no question. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but they're clearly going to be in it all the way. But for the long term now, when you draft this well and you sign impact free agents, don't discount Rory Robertson Harris as a good D lineman for this 34 front. Fadakasi is a great run stopper. That's why he's there. Aluakun, who was 
one of the most amazing stories for the Falcons coming out of Yale. Devin Lloyd is at a schedule. Walker's had a schedule. They're really good in the secondary right now, and, and hopefully they'll get Griffin back this week. I'm not saying they don't have weaknesses. They do. But they're so far ahead of schedule, folks. This is going to be fun to watch this ride that the Jaguars are going to be on for a long time. And, Adam, let's finish it up with Give us a Doug Peterson story. And, 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 and huh. just as, as the background, it's, he's been such a revelation for this building. It was in such disarray uh, in, you know, after the, the whole thing with the former coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he's calmed it down. He's given it a sense of purpose and confidence. There's got to be some story of, of, of something similar that he did in Philly that sticks out in your mind when you said, yeah, this guy gets it. This is a great story. I, I might have told this when you guys had me on when Doug got the job, but and I apologize if uh, I'm repeating it, but I, the reason why I want to talk about this is it goes to your point about calmness. So I'm going to go back to 2017 when Wentz towards ACL. I happened to be at that game uh, in L.A. For, for I was out there for a couple things, but – I went to that game, and it was late December of 17. They, they happened to clinch the division at, at the Rams that day. It was a great game, by the way. It was a Sunday night game. So he tears his ACL. You know, the Eagles fly back. And I talked to someone in the front office that week. And I said, hey, you know, Foles is the quarterback. What are you thinking? And, and he goes, i got to tell you, Doug was so matter-of-fact that we're going to win with him, with Nick Foles. He goes, I, I'm a believer. Doug had us believing he was so calm that it wasn't just coach speak. Then he's like, we're going to do this. And as you know, they wound up winning the Super Bowl. So that tells you, to your point, the calmness that he brings, he doesn't worry about things he has no control over. And he's got so matter-of-fact and so, such a leader. I don't know if they knew this, to, to answer your question, in 2016 when they hired him, but they sure as heck did the next season. So the great thing is you guys, you, you, Brian, you and I talked about this when we were in training camp after the awful Urban Meyer experience. He was the perfect guy. It literally the 180 polar opposite of Urban Meyer, and he brought in a calmness, and thank goodness that they hired him. Yes, it is very calm in this building, and a, a very nice. happy building as well, especially after a big win against the Chargers. Adam Kaplan, thank you so much for your time this morning. Guys, anytime. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Yes, thank you. We will see you in Philly on Sunday. Coming up on Jaguars Drive Time, some big things. Lawrence has to get the credit for that James Robinson touchdown. One of the best mic'd ups yet. Josh Allen mic'd up against the Chargers. It helps when you have a huge win like that. It's on Jaguars.com right now. Strongly encourage you to watch it. Star Game Day Radio. Jaguars Game Day Radio is brought to you by Star Credit Union. Do good. Bank better. Have you guys watched mic'd up yet? No. Did he tell Trevor good yeah. handoff? Yes, he That's did. fantastic. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I've always liked Josh. I really like him. Now. He's great. That's like yeah, Zay that's really Jones fun. post-game interview. Everyone's all fired up. And one of the First things he says about the game is, man, C.J. Beathard with that knee at the end, yeah. wow, that was awesome. Everybody's happy. Yep. A lot of giddiness going on. Uh, it, I can bring back giddy now. 
after all these years, you really get tired of all this happiness. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, we have you, national after, guys on. At the last two years, they I'll come take, on, they gush about the Jets. Give me more. I'm tired give, me of more give me more. Yeah, this is weird. A lot of weirdness going yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's it's get cool. into big things, shall we? Big thing one is going back to Philly. Head coach Doug Peterson going back to the place where he spent nine years of his coaching career as a quarterbacks coach and head coach. This team wants nothing more than a get a win for their head coach in his former town. Peterson knows he's bringing a good team to Philadelphia. I've been pleased with the direction, the leadership of the team, and, and where we are as a football team right now. Um, still have room for improvement, obviously, and um, I think that's the exciting thing, that everybody embraces their role and, and their opportunities when they get them. Big thing, too, is defense. Two great defenses going against each other this Sunday. The Eagles lead the NFL in sacks, and the Jaguars lead the NFL in interceptions. Dewan Smoot on why this defense is so different this year. Definitely feels different. I feel like we're, we have a different kind of focus and, like, um, I guess just some motivation each week going, in, going into each week. We, we're looking forward to each opponent, and we're, we're coming in. We're prepared each week just differently. And finally, big thing three is five reasons for 38 points. This Jaguars offensive line is playing the best we've seen in a very long time, especially right tackle. Jawan Taylor, this offensive line, back-to-back weeks with zero sacks going into Philly, feeling very confident about themselves. Competition definitely helped, but uh, also my dad passed in January, so I've just been trying to dedicate the season for my dad. So um, just going out there, just trying to get better every week and uh, help my team win games. And that is big things, a lot of storylines this week, but the dominating one will be one that that's just a very good Jaguars team now coming to Philadelphia. This wasn't as big of a game as it is now this week, but head coach Doug Peterson making his return to Philly, like Adam Kaplan just said, will he get booed? Will they clap? Will they do both? We're going to find out. You know what I thought was telling was I was listening to an interview with Brandon Graham, their pass rusher. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brandon, of course, played on that championship team. And he said that all the guys that knew Doug were excited to play against Doug. Not because you can imagine that if Urban Meyer was the coach of another team, they'd be excited to It'd play. It'd be a different type yeah. of excited. They're excited because they love Doug. And and he must have spent five minutes in this interview I was listening to on uh, Sirius Radio yesterday talking about why and how and, and the relationship with Doug. So when you look at, when you listen and hear how those Eagles uh, were fond of Doug and why, it's easy to see why this team is rallying around him, mm-hmm. why they're performing for him. And they already love him. You can... You can just hear it when you ask them about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know when Doug will get booed Sunday? It's when it's if the Jaguars take the lead. Yes. <laughs> uh, beyond that, if I mean, if, if uh, I would be stunned if I'm talking to people in Philly, uh, they would be stunned as well. During the pregame, there won't be signs with middle fingers up at Doug. I mean, you know, there's nothing like that with Doug because he gave them the greatest thing that a coach can give a, a team. He gave them the Super Bowl. So I don't think there's going to be any of that at – as Doug said on the podium on Monday, um, there's going to be some stuff once the game gets started because Philly fans are Philly fans. And Remember it'll turn, is- and that's fine. But what's great about Doug is he's looking forward to that part of it too. He liked that when he was up there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't like getting booed while he was up there, which happens. But overall, the feeling toward Doug Peterson in the city of brotherly yeah. love is <laughs> right. brotherly love. Don't ever forget, this is the city. This is the fan base that booed Santa Claus. You just at can't a game, do that. yeah, but halftime at a game they boot Santa that. Claus. That's so against the rules. If you're Doug Peterson, you can't be offended. Mm-hmm. And this didn't even make it in big things because we have so much to talk about. But when I look at this game and, and really what everyone is talking about, and it's something 
that is factual. That has to be addressed as the Jaguars have played back-to-back two banged-up teams, especially against the Los Angeles Chargers. Yes, they're playing great. They are much improved faster than we thought. But this is really the first true test for the Jaguars. I know I said that last week. But it really is this week because this is a very healthy Eagles undefeated team. You're not going to catch them by surprise. I right. mean, they're, they're not going to even think for a moment that ah, these are the Jaguars. They're not very good. They only won three games last year. They're looking at, at what you did against the Colts in particular and saying, we better be ready for those guys. I mean, you, they are not going to be caught off guard. Look, you're not going to win every game 24 nothing, 38-10. No. So at some point you're going to play. The impressive thing about the Jaguars the last couple of weeks is they have played teams that for whatever reason have had deficiencies because of injuries, and they've taken advantage of it. That's what really good teams do. Think about what really good teams did to this team for a long time. Mm-hmm. They put them away early more often than not. Jaguars the last couple of weeks put teams away early when they, in retrospect, should have. That's impressive stuff we haven't seen around here in a while. At some point, you got to go uh, beat a team at full strength. This is a good chance for this team. You know, I'm not sure they win this week, but I feel good that they're going to go up there and play well. And over the course of the last 14 games, they have chances to win and should be competitive far more often than not. That's how you get good. I, you can see where there are mismatches with certain teams. I don't see mismatches with this team. I think the Jaguars can line up. And there are some spaces where you may go, well, that guy's really good. You're going to have to block him. But it's not like you go, how do we stop him right right. Jaguars have proven on defense that they can do that so I I um well I'll save it for my Monday headline like that the Eagles right now are favored just six and a half points so Vegas at least is expecting this to be a close sure I think we all are well the average NFL game is decided by fewer than eight points and this looks like it has the makings of an Mm -hmm. average NFL game one other storyline that we didn't get to is the weather and how that impacts I didn't know it was going to rain in Philly I better bring my raincoat (laughs) okay I didn't know that. It's about your hair. Yes, it really yeah. is. Thank you, Adam Kaplan, for telling me that. I was going to bring no problem. Jaguars are practicing. They've got to keep going. I was a little surprised that they didn't pick up and leave and try to go somewhere where they could have the outdoor practices. They're going to be indoors, and it's a bit limiting. Yes. Uh, you know, that's not the biggest NFL indoor facility, but they're going to stay here. Yes. Head coach Doug Peterson deciding to keep his team here in Jacksonville all throughout the week and travel like normal to Philadelphia on Saturday. And He's calm. Yeah. He's calm. Just like that. It seems like everything is going according to plan, and I get why you don't want to uproot the plan if you don't have to. Right. And that is big things when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, some this or that on the Jaguars Digital Network. Price.com is the easiest way to save money with comparison shopping, cashback, coupons, all in one. It's free. Try Price.com today. This or that. This or that. It is Wednesday. It is time for This or That presented by Price.com. We're going to Brian Sexton for the first one. All right. So um, neither of the offensive tackles have reason to be fond of me because I, <laughs> I did not think they should pay Cam Robinson. I didn't think he was an elite player. And they gave him elite money. Uh, and I, I thought that Juwan Taylor would be better served to slide in and play guard. That was back when I thought that Walker Little was your right tackle of the future. But the honest truth is, both of these guys, the last two weeks, have played really good football. And and I pulled Doug aside, and, and we chatted about it really briefly after the Washington loss. And he said, don't forget that Cam had a pretty good ankle sprain going into that from practice on Friday. Uh, and so it was tough for him, and Montez Sweat had a great game. So overall, my question to you is, which tackle is playing better? Cam Robinson, the guy that you gave the money to, and right now he looks like he's worth it, or Juwan Taylor, who said on Monday that his father's passing 
was a really big reason for him to be dialed in and focused. And you're talking about a guy, John, who was the most penalized right tackle in football the last three years, who hasn't drawn a penalty in three games. I've been waiting for this one. They're not flying solo in terms of not being big fans of no, so, I um, so, John, that's been evidence in 95. Um, I think uh, you've got to say Jawan Taylor because it, it's been clean and so noticeable from the start, and the stats are so overwhelming. But I would say both. and, and it, uh, Because injury or not, in the first game, there were times late in the game where he really struggled with Montez Sweat. So uh, understanding that injury was a factor there – Overall, I think Jawan Taylor has played better. Uh, you know, I think it's a tie in terms of how well they're playing right now and their benefit to this roster. I think it has to be Jawan is the story because of the penalties. I mean, last season that was just the known thing with Jawan, and we always talked about, okay, cleaning it up, cleaning it up. I didn't think it would be cleaned up to this extent. To have no penalties at this point, I think that's the dramatic story. Well, I'm going to go with Cam uh, because you don't hear about those pass rushers coming off that edge. And, yep. I, and Joey didn't last the whole game. But Khalil Mack didn't get anything when he was rushing against him. And Mack came into the league or into the game leading the league in sacks. So it's a good problem to have for this football team yeah. right now. Um, and it just goes back to what Trent Baalke did. I mean, he doubled down and gave the big money to Cam. And this is a guy they thought was a rising player. And Jawan won the spot. And they gave him the spot. And right now, it's all golden. Mm -hmm. I think a huge storyline on Sunday will be if the Jaguars are not up comfortably, um, which they have been the last couple of games, they have been in control. And the coaches have done a great job of calling plays that – teams that are in control call which means not exposing the quarterback when they get down or in a close game how will this offensive line hold up that's always the true test they have been great the last two games mm -hmm. there will be tests I think this Sunday will be one of them so uh, the offensive line will be something to watch mm -hmm. all right John what's your this or that well it's uh be stubborn or learn from experience and uh, what I mean by that is Last two games, I, I have I have not picked the Jaggies um, <laughs> because I just there's been different circumstances uh, where I thought they were going to be in tough situations. Um, this is also a very tough situation. I, I I don't know that I can pick them going up to, uh, to Philadelphia against a healthy team with all these circumstances, or do I learn from experience and say that this team is worth picking? Um, That's tough. Yeah. Are we are we to determine whether you're How to you be stubborn feel? or you're going to learn from experience? Because that would be more fun. <laughs> I like that one better. Yeah, I do too. Okay, I'll throw it up to you guys. Do I learn or or, no, or do I be you're stubborn? still going to be stubborn? Yeah, you're stubborn. Yeah, but I hold that as well because I remember us talking about last week saying if the Jaguars go beat the Chargers, man, you're on board. I'm on board. We're all on board. But this week, still, I right. have hesitations. And, and it's a good topic. I am on board. Uh, I absolutely think after seeing what they've done to the Chargers, after seeing them consolidate, if you will, the victory over the Colts and show what they can be, I am all in on this team competing. I had them at six or seven wins. I think they have a chance to win eight, nine, ten, mm -hmm. you know, and and I compete for this thing. I am. I have. They have convinced me on that front. But I will probably pick the Eagles in a close game because of how good I think the Eagles are, and because you know you don't go sixteen and one. Well, no, and it, it, on right. the road in this environment, this is a game that a very good, even a Super Bowl contending team sure. 
could go lose on the road. Well, to lose to a team that's playing as well as the Eagles? Right. Absolutely. And what you don't, what I don't want to happen is that if the Jaguars go and lose and have people go, well, it's the same old Jaguars. I think people are having a hard time seeing this as a different team. It's a different team. This is not that break-your-heart Jaguars team that we have seen in the past. Not You don't go to San Diego and score 38 points. I don't care who's Or Los playing. Angeles. You don't go to either place. Either. So. Did I say that again? <laughs> Damn it. Struggling with that one. You know why you don't go to San Diego and win this year? Because they don't play Because <laughs> they don't play there, right. Uh, you go beat the Chargers in L.A. on the West Coast. Um, it, 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 it's a different team. It's a completely different team. Right, and that's, I think, all of us, including fans, have a hard time getting over the heartbreak, getting over the I don't comparison. think it's that hard. I think you watch the way that they played last week, I don't think it's that difficult to see. No, especially if they go and play well this yep. week as well. It only helps. All right, my this or that is, when we talk about the success story so far of the Jaguars, is it Trevor Lawrence or is it James Robinson? If you had to pick one, of course you're going to say both, but James Robinson and the success story of coming back from that injury and playing so well. Trevor Lawrence dealing with all the criticism, leading the NFL in interceptions last year, only having one this year. What's the bigger success story going into almost ending the first quarter of the season? Trevor Lawrence. It's the quarterback. It's always the quarterback. Yeah. What do you think, John? Well, I mean, they're both good. Yeah. Brian's right. The most important story and the story that matters, story that everybody cares about is Trevor. Uh, that Achilles uh, coming off that. Mm-hmm. It, that's a remarkable change in medicine to me. Yeah, the fact that that injury is coming back. So, I'll I'll give it to Trevor, uh, but J. Rob, he's a close second. Yeah, an amazing success story. Well, and it, just to the medical point, I, I, we told the story when we came back from Atlanta when we were up there and we were in the hallway talking to Kevin Kaplan, the Jaguars orthopedic surgeon, who did not do the surgery and was not commenting on James in particular, but was commenting on how they had figured out how to return the tension to the calf which was always the key. They couldn't quite match it. So the explosiveness was gone. And he was explaining how they did it, which is way too complicated for me to explain. <laughs> but the medical side of that, John, is a huge story yeah. for athletes. Yes, absolutely. And that is the story of that presented by Price.com when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time. Some Monday's headlines today. I'm going to raise you guys. I went on Twitter Earlier on the show, all everybody's been saying is, where is all the love for my Jacksonville Jaguars? Duval County, stand up. I'm going with the Jags. Could they be this year's team that kind of comes out of nowhere? We weren't talking about them. They are winning football games, getting it done. And Trevor Lawrence looks like the quarterback when he came out of Clemson that everybody thought he could be. Peterson's there now calling the plays, running the show, and they're getting it done. They have young guys on the defensive side of the ball. Devin Lloyd, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, Tyson Campbell. These guys are fired up. James Robinson said after the game, he said, we have some dogs in the locker room. Kyle, don't you just love when everybody returns? We got that dog. We got that dog. dog. It's a British bulldog here. That's what it is. There we go. Speaking of good morning football, quarterback Trevor Lawrence was just nominated as the Offensive Player of the Week for the NFL on that show, so congratulations to Trevor. For nine years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all available inventory. Ah, I love this. Yep. Yep. And this this one is a nod to a uh, longtime friend and producer, Joe Fortunato, a Philly native, who the first time that we played in Philly was 2006. Um, and he sent me to Jim Steaks <laughs> on South Street and said, get a pizza sub or a pizza, uh, pizza steak, right? 
So it's win with whiz. Oh. Right? So you stay in the, you want cheese or you don't. So we're saying win with. They're going to get the win on Sunday. Whether they want the cheese or not is irrelevant. <laughs> Did I say it wrong? What am I supposed to say? Oh, oh geez. It's the onions. Oh. <laughs> Well, I got the pizza stick. It didn't have cheese. The, the headline still stands. They're cheese or onions. Yeah, yeah, cheese or onions. A win's a win. Right, exactly. John, what do you got? Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, mine's terrible. I yeah. racked my brain last yeah. night. I couldn't come. So, mine's don't panic. And that's, not, that's a terrible headline. No headline writer would write it. But <laughs> I don't think they will win because of how good Philadelphia is. But I think they're good. And I think they're going to compete all season. I think you're going to... I think you're going to like what you see from a football standpoint. And guess what? If they lose on Sunday, they're 2-0 in the conference. Right. It's two out-of-conference out losses. This team is good, maybe not quite good Sunday. I should say the reason that I think that they're going to win is that they played and have played. What? Because it fits your headline. That's the reason you think they're going to win. No, I think they're going to win because they're playing with real momentum. Yeah. It's yeah. been a long time. Mm-hmm. And my headline is, they're the story. Even if the Jaguars lose on a close game on Sunday, they're still the story. We're going to keep seeing them on NFL Network and ESPN. I'm, I'm not used to it when I'm walking around my house and I hear about the Jaguars on SportsCenter. That's going to continue to happen because, like Brian said, this team is playing with momentum right now. We're not used to it, right. but I think it's going to keep happening. Win with with. With. With onions. Don't you forget it. We'll take one. <laughs> that pizza steak, by the way was really good i love it all right and that is our show jaguars drive time on a wednesday we will not have a show tomorrow as we get ready for this hurricane everyone stay safe in the impact zone of this hurricane in florida stay with us on jaguars.com we'll have your game coverage this sunday in philadelphia